Hey everybody, welcome to Storytime with Max and John. I'm John. And I'm Max. We got a real cool episode for you today, guys. Uh, a good friend, Torsten, from Triple Hammer Records came through. He told us some cool old tour stories, and he told us about how he spent uh, a good chunk of time on a Sunni Maritime ship while he was working there. And they went over to Europe and came back, and it was, it was a lot. It was a long time. Yeah, he also... Uh, had some stories from the road where he actually rode his bike from Buffalo all the way down the coast to Florida. And uh, he yeah. did that over quite a bit of time. A lo- uh, actually. Yeah, a long time. He's got quite a bit of stories on there, a lot of real funny ones, crazy stuff stuff you wouldn't uh, expect to be put in that situation. But uh, real good listen, and uh, thanks for stopping by. Hope you like it. You were pissing neon green every day. <laughs> yeah. The big ball of heat in the sky was too much. I thought there was a bear. Reality goes, yeah, Fresco. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody. What's up, everybody? Welcome. Welcome to. Welcome to. Welcome to. Story time. Story time. Story time. Mike Hansen told me that maybe you don't want to drink warm liquids because you are already straining and like warming up your vocals. You'd want to drink something cold. I'm like, Mike, what? How, the, does, how does it? But I don't know if he's not necessarily wrong. I don't know. No, so I, I, I've just I, never heard it him. that way. You know I what feel I mean? Like the cold I would I mean, shock he, it. No, cold fucks it up. <laughs> I have no idea. He's probably talking about like warm, like tea or something, yeah. right? He's got to be talking about like or something hot, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, you don't want like a. a I probably a misunderstood hot. what the point actually was, but. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a little whiskey helps. Well, I know, especially like for long, like for like long form sets, like when you have an hour, um, it's highly recommended to not eat dairy before you go. Oh yeah, no, and well, I didn't know about that. Yeah, I learned. I learned that actually. I have gotten that down. That really helps. Which is, I don't eat anything. Like if I have to play a show, like it's got to be several hours before yeah. we perform, and then so and you know the band always likes to right. yeah. you go out like kind of right before you have to go to the venue and you just eat whatever. Well, yeah, because you're like, drink. oh, there's a tent nearby I'm, or some yeah. shit. Yeah, and I'm like just like, all right, well, I guess like uh, you know I ate whatever hours before, right, and don't get to have any fun. Don't get to yeah. go to the chili spot in Milwaukee. You <laughs> know, funny. it's probably better though. It's so funny. Yeah. It's probably better that way. Well, with the traditional, like I do all the harmonies. I used to do the harmonies yeah. in the traditional, and I do all the harmonies for Genesee Hotel. Um, well, I should say half the harmonies. I do a lot of them on the recordings, most of them, but uh, Nick, the guitarist, does. We split them now live, which is nice because it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot when you're drumming. Oh, and three, and do you guys do three part? The three part. Uh, I so mean, we haven't guys, yet. Uh, we don't practice very often. We practice when we get something or we're getting ready to record. Yep. Um, so this last show, Nick was started doing some of the harmonies, and we were doing them together at points, or I just let off and let he, him do them so I could focus on the drumming and then do them where he couldn't because he was focusing on lead guitar. Uh, but we did discuss it um, that we're going to start, me and him are going to get together and start doing you know, harmonies over Mush. So it's three parts. Yeah. Because that's what me, Mush, and Mike used to do. And uh, that's what we used to do in traditional. Like, we had three parts for almost everything. Um, that's a key, man. It really, it really hooks people. It I know, adds I, I know a lot. it really gets me. It adds a lot. <laughs> if you sound anything like the record, people are like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. 
it's definitely uh, something that we, I've as a drummer and singer have has strived to, you know, master. But I've never done vocal warm ups or anything. Yeah, well, the backup is gotta. It's just gotta feel so good mm-hmm. because you don't really need the stamina Absolutely. of like holding down the lead all the time. Yeah. And there's so much pressure, Which and is, you get to relieve the lead guy yes, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. or gal, or whoever. Um, and uh, so, yeah, you're just the man the whole time. Like your voice probably never really breaks. Right. It's like you know you got that strength for the whole tour or whatever it is. Yeah, it's uh, it's something. <laughs> it t- it takes a lot out of drumming and singing at the same time. Yeah, you know, it really it like it recording with uh, Norman Toronto is always. Something because the bass player will do, will do backups, but he'll he likes to do like in the studio he'll do like just one takes of everything I do. Okay. So he'll like take the whole lead part and do it, and like I'm there like having blasted my voice for five songs, and he'll come in and be like, "Oh yeah, I really like this song," and then do the whole thing, and I'm like, "Dude, you should just do lead vocals." Like, (laughs) why am I even here? But you know, to do that every night and to do that for the whole recording, and you know, you. Eventually, I'll feel better about it, but... Dude, <laughs> it's, uh, music is a beautiful thing, but it's also, like, it's just so much work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a lot to deal with, you know? There's people's egos and your own and right. your own expectation and, you know, just a ton of work. I mean, with uh, with Thomas Harvey, like, that's my project. Right. I write everything and, you know, ask folks to play it with me and... um and just being the guy is kind of, it's definitely like exhausting, you know what I mean? It's right. like, and I try to do right by everybody since they're playing my songs and it's my project. It's like, well, I pay for all the merch and like I right. pay for the recording time. Do and, you, you do know, the recordings, like everything, or do you have them do the. I have the people play. Okay. I like, I picked up a guitar for the first time in like 10 years. I generally, the last time I really played guitar was when I was starting Norman Toronto in 2010. Okay. And it was. Uh, I had a group of guys and we would all jam and I was like, well, we should really write some songs. And everyone was at that age where it's just like, well, you write the songs or whatever, mm-hmm. like da da da. And so I did, you know, I picked up a guitar and I wrote like four or five songs and then we got the band rolling from there. And then eventually I could put the guitar down and just focus on vocals and, uh, and lyrics and stuff. And the rest of the guys would write. And, um, but with Thomas Harvey, yeah, I wrote, you know, the first four or five songs and I would, I'll demo everything okay. and I'll use like logic drums and get them to a point where it's like, okay, this is the tune. This is and what I'm yeah. looking for. Right. Kind yeah. of. And when I, when I bring, uh, I generally work on it with, uh, one of the guitars from, uh, Norman Toronto, Tyler. And, uh, so I'll send him sh- stuff in Chicago and, uh, I always expect like, or I'll work on with, uh, Mike Dagonese too, um, friend of mine who does settlement, um, here in Buffalo and, when I always send these to these guys and I expect them to be like, well, we should probably change it. Cause I'm really open to that. Right. Like I want the, I want the tunes. I think there's something there, but I want the tunes to be as good as they can be. And I know I'm working with some really talented guys and they always, they always are just like, no, this is, this is good. Right. We'll just, we'll just roll with this. And I'm Sorry. like, oh, all right. You know, we're doing the thing. So, uh, tell us about yourself. <laughs> well, uh, I'm Torsten. I grew up in Amherst. I went to sweet home high school. With Christian Adams, actually. Nice. Saw him on the show. Oh, yeah. Um, a homie. I graduated in 05 and did a couple years at ECC 
and then um, moved to Chicago in 2007. Um, and around those years, I did a lot of different traveling. Um, I did a U.S. tour with This Is an Empire, formerly in Ferris, uh, in 2007. Um, and then the year before, I did a tour on a ship from SUNY Maritime in the Bronx to Greece, Romania, Croatia, and Ireland. Um, and, like, this stuff as a 19- and 20-year-old is amazing. So you know? what... Wait, you played on the boat or you ran the boat? Oh, I just worked. <laughs> I just worked on the boat. Oh, um, yeah, 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 yeah. It was it was a training ship. So there was, if I remember correctly, it was seven hundred students on the ship. Whoa! And that's they, crazy. it was like you know, if you know the maritime industry, yeah. um, there's like the navigators, like the people that sure, like they essentially they want to be captains yeah. eventually. Um, and then there's engineers who like would be in charge of the engine i guess um (laughs) and so uh, this was a a converted uh cargo ship so the holes underneath were converted to bunks okay it was probably massive it was huge it was huge um like a whole city yeah hundreds of feet long yeah um and uh we were on that for like three and a half months and it was like four days in each port um and you, I, you know, you're free for those four days, but the rest of the three and a half months, you're, you're just you're on the yeah. boat, yeah. you know. And, and you that's not like a, land for a while. Yeah. It's not. Was it like set up like a cruise or like? Um, what were, do you mean by cruise? As far like, as like, were there slides and stuff? Yeah, like pools and like no, all God, that no, shit. no, no, no. Oh my God, no. Was it it like was like the, think of like a military type setting. So like everybody. Um, at certain times they would have to wear their, like, you know, it looks like Navy uniforms okay. and like, uh, line up on deck, but mainly every day everyone wore boiler suits. So just like a, a, you know, cover all onesie right. yeah, and, right. um, it was just like, and they would have to go to class every day and they would have to do watch, which is ba- just standing in one spot and that's, being abs- okay. that's crazy. And they would have like watch for the whole ship. But I mean, that's how being out on the water works. As you think about it, like all those holds underneath the deck. I mean, if there's a fire, dude, like there's hundreds of people. That, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? So like, that's why they have people literally watch every area of the ship, like with eyeballs, right. in case anything happens, you like contain it yeah. immediately. So, um, so no, all you can eat ice cream. <laughs> I don't know if they had a machine on there. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that's the all they get. They're like, yeah, you got to be here for three and a half months, and it's grueling. But we have soft serve, <laughs> <laughs> so that's crazy. It might. So yeah. what did you, so you, you worked on the ship, but you didn't have to do like, like the students did the watch or like you did the watch? Yeah, exactly. So the students would do all of like the, like the military-esque type, you know, yeah. making sure everything ran. There was like 30 or 40 professors. Sure. And they each had their own room. <coughs> right. And that was, that's like their bedroom. Me, exactly. Oh, okay. Me and the, and another guy just cleaned the rooms all summer. So were and, you? Were you taking, sorry, were yeah. you taking classes, like, on the no, ships? No, no, no. I just got the job. One of my buddies was at SUNY Maritime, and he got in in with the, with the captain of this whole thing, and um, I think he was, like, being his assistant for one summer, and uh, he was going out, and they had an opportunity to bring... Huh. To bring another guy, so I did it. You know, we got paid pretty decent and no time to spend it. Yeah, really. yeah, so, yeah. except for those four days yeah. in each port, which yeah. and like I said, probably, just, on, probably you know? just sleeping too, fucking yep. working yeah. like that. Yeah, 
When well, honestly, <laughs> well, we it, well, you do a lot of sleeping, but like just because there's nothing else to do, it was like three hours of work every day, probably. Wow. Because there's really, I mean, that was our only responsibility was just keeping just clean. To, you know, just to change their sheets. I mean, you could yeah make their bed. You Did know? you feel Clean more bed. pressure cleaning like an officer professor's sheets than you do like your regular sheets? You know, because it's like these people they can maybe walk the plank. You know, like <laughs> I think there was there was probably a couple right where you're yeah. like this dude he's got an attitude you know and, and like you know if you're if you had to go and teach you know teenagers yeah on you know on the open water for three and a half months out of the when year you can't get away from them adult, either right i don't know how happy i'd be either yeah, yeah that's fair what was it so you, yeah because you went you said the bronx to greece and croatia uh-huh and wow i think that, that was the order so it was like we went to greece first croatia Romania, and then looped back up to Ireland, and then went back to New York. That's crazy. But honestly, it was like, it's so funny, because I didn't realize it until on the way back, but it's only like a four-day sail from Ireland to New York, but we would take... Oh, what? That's actually not bad We would take (laughs) two weeks, because they just do figure eights, because they're learning how to, well, drive it, I guess. I don't know how it works. He's just like, please stop. um, (laughs) Maybe someone will have to fact check that, that sale time. But um, I think, no, I I think think it's significantly shorter than two weeks. I remember because when this was pre-pandemic, way pre-pandemic, but Travis Barker was doing his first international tour since the the, incident. And he sailed over to London and he, like on his Instagram, he's like, yeah, it's five days. There you go. And yeah. I was like, what? I was Which like, wait a minute, there's a lot of space. Short. Like, exactly, yeah. It's actually in five short. days. If you think about it, though, it's a straight shot, right? I guess. From wherever you're I at, mean, for the most part. Yeah. But it's also like I'm sure you have water. to tack a little bit because of weather yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But What was it? Because I see, there like... Might, there might be some waves. <laughs> there might be, you know, <laughs> a or an iceberg. <laughs> that old chestnut. We've seen that movie. Um... Cause I see like I see like TikTok videos and Instagram videos of like people just on cruise ships in the middle of like the Caribbean, and you just like you know you see the light for a certain point from the boat and then it's just black. Yeah, is that yeah. just that feels mind boggling? Yeah, and it, and it really is crazy. Like the sunrises and sunsets when you're when you can't see any land is just crazy. You just see the arc of yeah. the Earth and like the sun either coming down or over it. So you're telling like, me the Earth isn't flat? <laughs> It might be flat, I think. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Isn't there like a reflection thing? Like the sun is round and it reflects off the flat surface and that's why it looks... What? I have no idea. I have no idea. That's... that's, that's the truth that's is out there. Yeah, I, that stuff we'll never know. That's so crazy, though. <laughs> Did you ever see... Like, because now... There's, you know, so many planes in the air. Sometimes you fly and you see other planes. Like, did you ever see other boats when you're on the boat? Like, in the ocean? Um, yeah, but they're, like, far away. Yeah. I think, like, there was one scenario where we we were going, I think, through the Strait of Gibraltar. Sure. So, someone with geography is screaming, but... Um, <laughs> no, 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 so, no, it's, it's at the uh, bottom of Spain, The Strait right? of Gibraltar, and Gibraltar. isn't Turkey right there? No. Okay. There's Strait, a, there's the Strait a of Strait. Gibraltar is entering the Mediterranean from the Atlantic. Okay. And then there's another... Sh- Straight near Turkey wherever, and Greece. Wherever Turkey is, there was a bunch of them. Yeah. And um, so they, we, uh, we like, 
we didn't have clearance to go to Turkey. Like we weren't going to park and everyone get off. But that group of kids, which which might have been a hundred, like it was like fifty of them, yeah. and they all they all got to go home for like a night, and we just like anchored uh, off the shore. Okay. And I was like, man, that's really cool for them. Yeah, you know. Could you imagine like if your mom didn't know you were going, and you're just like, hey, and like, how the fuck did you get here? <laughs> here we are. <laughs> took a boat. <laughs> With a bunch of it Americans. took me two weeks to get here, but <laughs> we just We're kept here. going in circles. That's crazy. Okay, so you did that. Then where where do you go from there as far as, uh, you know, you're traveling and everything so else? So you land back in New York. You discover you want to be a sea captain. <laughs> no, you know, it's funny. I did have, I did, you do need special papers. Um, and you either have to get them through, like, the way I did, right? There was a group that, like, provided them to me. Or you have to go through other routes and you have to get like hours to, and you get a Z card. Basically, it's a certification that says you can work on a ship. And so I had this and I could have like continued on, like just, you know, mate, get a maintenance job and just work You could have been on Deadliest Catch. Theoretically, (laughs) maybe. Um, And I just, it was, it got to be too much, man, just to be out there. Yeah. You know? And I I was like, "Eh, I'm not going to do it. It's got to be like tough just being like stuck feeling stuck like yeah. you're on this thing that you're like six more days and i can take a walk on a sidewalk or yeah, something and after not it be, had been yeah 12 days you know what i mean it's uh well it's like you finish work and it's like all right i'm <laughs> still at work now yeah. <laughs> like, okay i can yeah, yeah. walk outside i guess <laughs> but yeah what a what an experience so yeah no that was in 06 and then in 07 um I w- I did that tour within Ferris, okay. um, or this is an empire, which is super cool. But I was I was just a I was Rodian, um, okay. friends in the band, love those dudes, and uh, oh yeah, man, uh, really. I mean, in Ferris was one of the first bands that I like I moshed to in like okay. whenever they they what did they come out in like two thousand one? It was like two thousand three, probably. Yeah, I started then, going yeah. really going to shows yeah. and seeing them play. And uh, I always really, really dug that band and then, you know, got close with all those guys yeah. probably around that time. Um, and uh, John Crook was playing drums. I yep. think he was like he that was when they, 17 or 18. That was when um, they changed it to This Is An Empire, though, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because before that it was, uh, what's his name, Jay? Yeah, well, Jay was, Jay was in This he Is was An in Empire. Paris. And he was in The Oh, same. he was. Oh, was there right. two Jays? I don't know. But uh, yeah. Jay, so, but he moved... He was playing drums, and then he moved to guitar because he was writing most of the stuff. Right. Um, And uh, but yeah, I mean that tour was you know like you hear spoken about on this show a lot. It was just a total shit show. It's just like you know just sleeping in the van only always. Um, The other band was from Tucson, and really like um, you know for all of us, I think two of us were over twenty one, and everyone else was like. 20 and younger um and i know i wasn't really into like partying at all until like kind of until that summer and these these guys from tucson american black lung um they really knew how to get down so uh we we learned a lot um I remember and that but yeah most of yeah they they still got riffs man that that shit was really cool um, shout out to American Black Lung. I don't, I don't know if those guys are making music. Oh yeah, um, Gabe, the bass player does. Uh, he does like a. It's uh, again with like cultural shit. Um, it's not mariachi music, but it's like he definitely. There's a lot of Spanish influence. Okay. And um, 
uh, a Mexican influence in the music. Uh, it's, I think it's, uh, it's with, it's got like multiple X's in it. We'll have to drop it in there, but shout out the bands that came after sure. American Black Lung. Um, so yeah, we, we're doing that thing. And I mean, the shows, shows were all pretty bad. A lot of them fell through. Typical. Van had a radiator leak the whole time. Typical. Um, did you have AC? Did you have AC? At, uh, I think at least for part of it, we did. <laughs> That's insane. We started with AC. I, I think for part of it, we did. Um, but yeah, I remember Black Lung had this, uh, had this drummer, um, Will, super awesome guy, but he would get really drunk and quit the band. Like, nice. Constant, Often. Like, <laughs> frequently. Actually, I think uh, Devin Bentley from Rochester ended up playing with them for a little while, but now he lives in L.A. It's different. Oh, cool. Yeah, but he... Uh, He's done. So he used to be the drummer of Such Gold and okay. Trash Talk too. No, yeah, he yeah. he played a couple tours with Trash Talk. Yeah, and uh, but he was with American Black Lung for, I think, a year or two, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah they had a couple different drummers in yeah. there. Um, that stuff was cool. I'm trying to think. So, but yeah, we went to. I think we just went down the coast, um, and then went over like through Texas, mm-hmm. and then we were in Tucson, and then like the so we. Uh, Dennis Ferry booked. Shout out Dennis. Da, shout out Dennis. <laughs> uh, Dennis Ferry booked most of the East Coast part. Right. And most of those shoot shows were there, pretty bad, but they actually happened. Sure. And then we made it to Tucson, and like the first leg was just fuck canceled. So we were we were just luckily we were at in their hometown, and we were just like hanging for like a week. Right. Um. And uh, but we did like eventually um make it up through like NorCal and stuff. And I, I just, I remember one morning, dude, we would just wake up and like start drinking. Um, or, or I would tour. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> tour. And I remember like one morning we're driving through NorCal and I had like several drinks and then I'm just sleeping on the floor of the van and for like for hours and I wake up and I'm like, Oh yeah, what happened? And everyone's just laughing at me because they went through the redwoods and they like oh, they even really? like I, I don't know, I don't know if they stopped or whatever, <laughs> but they like we they went through the redwood forest and I literally to this day have not seen a redwood because they, I slept through the whole thing and yeah. did not see any of that. Um and uh yeah, so I mean, mean that that was you know, twenty two thousand seven was Quite a long time ago. I'm trying. I I didn't really draw any. Uh, was there any like vivid stuff? Was there any like shows where like anything crazy happened on that tour? Like, I'm trying to think. I mean, there had been several like just incidents, right? Where there's just like violence or threats of violence. Um, so tour. Whether, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just you know because. It, you're right. It's just it kind. Of, it's kind of what happens because it's dudes in a van. So then another guy, probably a bro, has to like pull up and like show up these these You're dudes. In my hood, like You're ha- in my like neck of the woods. has to yeah. like can't yeah. turn it down. And everyone's like beat to shit. And it's just like everyone's kind of like you know might be on your last nerve depending on what week it is. And, uh, and you know, it's just, it just goes from there. Yeah. Typically people, guys who are on tour, guys, girls on tour, you're, you're on edge for a good portion of it just because not even to be like, Oh, I'm pissed off or anything, but you're in territories you've never been in before. So you kind of have to be ready for anything because anything can happen. Yeah. I feel like 
just a callback. I feel like Violence or Threats of Violence is a very good album title. <laughs> I would like to make that known. <laughs> That I will be calling my first album "Violence" or "Threats of Violence." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, no, that is tight. It's probably out there. It's probably it, not. It hopefully not be mad. Well, it reminds me of, like wars and rumors of wars, like the Chariot okay. album. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Which is a biblical poll, which is a little low hanging fruit, probably right. Well, yeah, everything. Everything they everything did was, the biblical. was biblical. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were the Chariot. They were <laughs> biblical <Yeah>. bent. <laughs> Josh is into that for sure. Um, nice. Well, so what was? How long was that tour? That was like another, it was like a three-month thing. It was all That summer. was three months? I, I believe it was three months. It was Holy like, and it was, you know, crap. it's like one of those things where now in 2022, nobody, like the U.S. tour, you see some bands doing it, which is crazy. Yeah. But ideally, nobody's doing that anymore. Right. Right? They're, you play four shows on the East Coast and four shows on the West Coast and you're done. Right. And you, maybe yeah. you hit Chicago in there. Um and uh, it's just a huge undertaking for, but you know that was still part of the model for a band that wanted to get signed or like yeah. have an yeah, actual play deal. as many shows as you can yeah. in this amount yep. of time. And you it's, hit every market, and the and even the smaller markets, and um, they would do better than the bigger markets, right? right? Yeah. When you're a smaller band, yeah. you get more kids out there. They're more excited about it because you're there and you're from wherever right. and they're in like Montana. Oh, it's a touring whatever. band. They're national. That's mm-hmm. they're, I think that's so funny. Cause like, so I knew crook at that time. Yeah. Um, and like Dennis and all those dudes, but like, cause I played in a, a metal band in high school. Uh, called, Oh, which one? It was called with regards to silence. And then we changed our name to heritage of a hero. I, re- I recall the Heritage of a Hero yeah. band because I was playing in um, the David Fultz Massacre. Okay, yeah. We've definitely played with you guys because we used to play with Evidence on Fire all the time. Yeah, Evidence on Fire. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that um, was playing bass in that band. That was that was really funny. It's it's funny to think... <laughs> I def- That's so funny. That's a small world, man, because yeah. I definitely remember like just them throwing the, the guitars up as high as they can oh, yeah. and all that crap. And yeah, that's what we would yeah. do. And just like, Steve you know. Steve was in that, right? Steve Floyd? Uh, Steve Floyd was in a band called Shot Me a Mallard at Oh, the time. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Because J- Crook was in that too uh-huh. for a minute. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and Harry was playing drums yeah. and he must have been 11. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all world. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's just funny because like, you know, I was... In 2007, I was a sophomore or junior. Okay. Um, depending on when it was. But it's like, I remember when This Is an Empire was going on in that tour and being yeah. like, oh, they're doing it. Yep. Oh, you know, and like not knowing they're doing it really means they're sleeping in a van. They're playing to potentially less than 10 people in most of those shows. And then when I grew up and started doing it, it's like, I'm doing it. Oh, this sucks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like it's still fun. It's still you know the grind, but it's like you have no. When you're a kid, you just have no idea. You're just like, oh, I just need to tour. I need to get out there and tour. It's just so different now. You know. I'm trying to think of on that on that 07 tour what was cool. I think like dude, even though I think they play, I think they did a show with Four Year Strong in wherever they're. From. No, it wasn't Four Year Four Year Strong. God damn it. it was um. Portland based. They just had a record come out in 2020 on Red Scare. Broadway calls. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah. who I really dig. Yeah. Um, and at the time I probably wasn't as into, but they did do a show with Broadway calls, and it was at this pizzeria, and it still was dead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, did you get free pizza though? 
I don't even think so. I think that they were like it was either non-operational or they were closed. Oh, um, and not it's making lame. pizzas at the time. Lame of them. <laughs> no paid in pizza. No paid in pizza. That's all man. I want. It was, it was Taco <laughs> Bell again. I live pizza. <laughs> Goddamn tattoos. <Nice. laughs> I like that. What do you think about Chicago style pizza? Uh, I think it's overrated. I like it. I enjoy it. There's a time for it. But it's not. I I grew up in Buffalo, man. So I'm yeah. I'm all about that. You no, know, no, no. It's like it's cool. I just I always right. ask because my wife is from Chicago. Okay, and she won't touch the stuff. She only she really? she doesn't even really like Buffalo pizza. Um, <laughs> That's so like weird. she likes New York. It's thin. Yeah. Thin what's crust. your what's your what's your Chicago pizza spot though? Um, if you if you have to do deep dish, um. Honestly, the two big ones, Giordano's or Illuminati's, are mm. they're both fine. I think I like Illuminati's more. I can't remember, but I'm because bigger, we don't even yeah. do it, you know, we don't, right, when we go yeah. back, we don't even get it. But the Chicago style, the Chicago um, thin crust is basically New York. Um, it's maybe, like tavern style, isn't it? And it's cut in a square. Yeah, so is that what yeah, that is? Yeah, yeah. and they yeah. do a pan crust too. That's really popular. It's really good too. Where'd you live in Chicago? Um, I lived mainly in. Logan Square and gotcha. Humboldt Park. Gotcha. And I went to college in Albany Park. Nice. Off the Brown Line. I was in Rogers Park for like a few months. There you go. So, so I'm like, I'm, and like my friends live out there, so I'm there a lot, and I'm familiar with that. Yeah. Righteous. Shout yeah. out. Shout out Chicago. Shout out the Windy City. I enjoy Chicago. I, I had a lot of fun there anytime I was there. I did a I did a mic. I did an open mic out in Chicago because I I did two mics. I did the first mic and it was up off the Brown Line. I don't remember. Um, I don't remember the name. Uh, and I, it went well, and I was feeling hot, feeling like hot shit. So I went to a second one, a late night, a midnight one. And, <laughs> and I went up, and I made a joke about, because it was right after the Bills lost the playoffs in the 13 seconds. And I made it, and it didn't really hit that well. And so I was like, all right, well, at least I'm not a Bears fan. And I lost the entire room. Oh, man, <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. You know better than that, dude. <laughs> but the best part is that... I uh, I did that. I did my set, but when I got there, I got a sprite, and the girl, the bartender, was like, "Do you want to keep, you know, your your thing open?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." You know, I might get another one later. I did that. I said thank you to the host, and then just immediately walked out and left. And I left my card at the bar, and it was at um, it was north. It was over fucking on the west side, and I was staying up like in Andersonville, and I was like, I could go back, but I don't want to re-enter that place, so I just canceled the card. <laughs> Got a new one set. That's That's lit. Yeah, you know, Chicago's really, uh, it's pretty big. So it can be like, you know, it can be a task to like go back to the bar to get your card. If it's not directly on one of the L lines, like I would have to go from like, you know, something on the red line all the way across, which like in reality is not that far of a distance. But since there's no train that goes between there, it's, you know, I have to Uber and fucking have to re-enter the place. I will save some Buffalonians. Buffalonians who are uh, stoked on Chicago, just do not say to a Chicagoan that it's like a, that Chicago is like a big buffalo. It doesn't go over. They really don't like it. Don't do that. (laughs) Um not, it's not something I've done, but I've seen it done, and it's just like every single time. It's like th- anybody that's been to Buffalo is like, absolutely not. Is this like a big yeah, dude, The city city of Buffalo is like very small compared to like most cities. Have you yeah. been to Milwaukee, though? I love Milwaukee. Milwaukee's kind of like Buffalo. 
And I've heard people in Milwaukee say that it's like Buffalo. Yeah. I will say that. It but is yeah, a little no, bit. Chicago's extremely different. <laughs> <laughs> Chicago's almost the opposite. Milwaukee's tight because you can just take the train like right there from Chicago. It's like an hour. Yeah. And um and it's close enough that, you know, we would play shows up there uh with Norman Toronto um in the early aughts. Uh and that was great. And we were playing Kenosha a lot too. Let's see, what else you got? So here on that your was list? that was oh seven there. Okay. Um, and then, uh, after that tour, I went almost directly from the road and moved to Chicago and, and finished up two years of school, um, and didn't play in any bands and didn't do any of that. And I wanted to, I, I became like really infatuated with bicycle touring. I was riding my bike a lot in Chicago and, um, I, uh, I really wanted to do like a big tour. And, um, so I was like, all right, I'm going to graduate. I'll save up some money. Um, I'm going to, I'll sell my car. I'll make sure I don't have a lease. I'll like, I'll like, uh, I'll have the jumping off point be Buffalo so I can like leave my stuff at my parents' house. Right. And, uh, like my records and stuff. I didn't really own that much other stuff. Had another bike. Um, and so in the summer of 2009, I left from Buffalo and rode my bike to, um, well, I rode to Florida ultimately. Okay. So, but we went across the state of New York, um, went into Saratoga Springs, and then I actually, so I rode for like a week, and then I got a ride in a car from uh, Saratoga Springs to Boston. Um, and so I essentially took like two or three weeks off, like right away. Right. Because um, I went to Boston, and I was staying with my buddy there for like a week. And then I had to like start making my way down the coast. So, okay. Um, so this is really intriguing to me. So you, so basically you just woke up one day Well, you had obviously, you know, thought about it, but one day you were like, all right, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get on my bike and go. Yeah. And you had an, you had a place that you were like, this is where I'm going to end. But like, you just went with the flow for the most part. Right. Exactly. And I, I had like a spot in Florida. My grandparents were living down there. Um, and I think like. I was like, oh, okay, I'll just go down there, and then we'll see where, what happens. If I have, like, a pretty good rhythm going, um, you know, like, where I could, like, find a job or, like, keep things moving a little bit, maybe I'll keep going, right? right. Maybe, I'll, maybe I'll ride to California or whatever. Right. Um, and that was not the case. I did not feel like ride after 2,500 miles. Right. I was cooked. So many miles. <laughs> like, I'm uh, <laughs> I don't need a bike anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was cooked. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was super cool. I was so stoked on it and I was like, all right, I'm going to save up this money. I think I spent like, it might've been under $2,000 on everything. Right. I got a wow. good deal on a bike. Um, it was my uncle knew a guy in Syracuse that had a shop and he was pumped up to like, give me everything I needed at a, at a decent rate. Um, and I, you know, I got a good deal on a tent, um, went to EMS and got like all that stuff. Rest in peace, EMS. (laughs) They're out here somewhere. They're still in Vermont or something probably. (laughs) Um, and I think I got the whole thing set up for under two grand and I would just camp out every single night. Um, so you, and you carried a tent with you? Yep. Yeah. Carried a tent and just found a spot every single night. And, um, it, it was wild how cheap it was. I like, I think I did, I was on the road for four months and I probably, I think I probably spent three grand 
That's crazy. It, it was it was just crazy cheap. It was cheaper than renting. Right. Um that's and having a job. That's awesome. Um but you know, it wasn't it wasn't sustainable. I wasn't like making money on the road like in 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 my head I was like, you know, maybe I could just like pull off and like D- wash dishes for an evening and get 50 bucks and then like you right know. he i think you kind of do do something like that when you travel right don't you like over the in in europe didn't you do that or no task they got task rabbit now no no you've never done that i feel like something maybe it's somebody else it had to be somebody else i guess i always thought like being a barber <laughs> or something would have been cool yeah. I, I never like went through and like got you know looked into it but i'm like you know just tour and like cut people's hair although like i feel like People need to trust you when they're getting their hair cut. Yeah, yeah, so I yeah. feel like being a being like a nomadic yeah. like person doesn't really Unless help. Looking sell like that. me, then it doesn't matter. <laughs> just pick it and move on. <laughs> right? You could just bring the shaving your shaving people's yeah. heads set up yeah. and just get the last haircut you'll need. I, uh, That's crazy though. Twenty five hundred miles on a bike. Twenty five hundred miles is a crap while also load. sleeping on the dirt. Well, yeah, so, yeah. on the dirt. So would like, you like? So. When you're riding your bike, like, are you like, are you riding over skyways and shit, or like, because a no, lot of places so, that shit's illegal. So. Yeah, yeah. So you definitely you don't want to, you wouldn't want to do that, but you can't. Um, so there are generally state routes that run next to all those major highways, okay. and that's generally what we what I would use. Now, in 2009, there wasn't there was smartphones, but it was like the first one, right? Like I the think. iPhone one, and I don't. <laughs> And I definitely didn't have that. Right. So I had a GPS, like a car one, um, and I wouldn't really use it. But if I got into a situation where I like really didn't know where I was, which was very rare, yeah. I would I would pop it on and see what was up. Um, but I would use Google Maps, and what the improvement at the time was, they just got um, just like Street View, oh, so okay. it had just kind of happened. Um, while I was getting ready for this. So um, I would go through and look at all the turns on the computer, and I, but I would write them out. I wouldn't print them out. I would write them out, and I would look at the street view. So when it, when, you know, it said, and it would be like, all right, this many miles on this route, and then you make a right at this many miles, and then I would look at the street view, and it would be like, all right, Red Barn, after that many miles. So I would okay, write so you left yourself little hints and yeah, shit yeah, yeah, yeah. to, to exactly. look out for. So that, Very and smart. I would just have a little notebook when I was, and I would just study the turns, um, kind of like in Cool Runnings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, study the turns. And, um, feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme. And, yeah. <laughs> and just rock that way. Uh, but I did have a set of maps, too, that covered most of the East Coast for me, okay. and that was really good. I can't remember what the brand, it was like a, I, I think my mom was like, I'm going to buy you this set of maps because I wasn't going to buy them because it was like probably, you know, $200 right. for like yeah. freaking four maps or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. they were, they're meant for cycle touring. They actually had like a lot of resources on there that I would call um, and like, you know, figure out whether it was like tent camping or something. Okay. Um, so you weren't pulling like, you weren't just on a road and then you're like, nah, I'll just stop here. And then here. going, you know, <laughs> 10 yards off the road. To no, camp. I was, that's, okay. that's, that's literally what I, what no, I did mostly. Yeah. I would pull like some of those, uh, some of the resources on the maps would be like bike shops, which I would use. Um, but generally I wouldn't develop a routing based on just like a name and a number okay. on there. Um, I would just kind of do it freelance. I would do this thing where, I would get, and I would generally stay obviously outside of cities, 
and in like rural or suburban areas. Um, and I would find, I would like go through and houses are really spread apart. And, uh, maybe anybody that had like a barn and I would, I would literally like knock on their door. If it was like getting to be that time, right. Where you got to like figure out where you're going to sleep. I would knock on their door and just be like, Hey, it's just me. Um, can I like pitch a tent in this area? Is that, or is that your property? And can I like sleep there? And if yes, you won't hear from me again. I'm literally going to go crash out right now. I'm going to be up at like four or whatever and I'll be gone. And I'll be out of your hair. Um, and some people said, yeah, go ahead. And some people said, absolutely not. Like you need to leave immediately. And some people said, come in, sleep on the couch. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Um, and I think it really helped that I was solo, right? Because if it was like, yeah, if, if it was me and Max, yeah. they're not like, they're, they're not like, going to be like, oh yeah, pull up. They're like, he can't even fit on the couch. This <laughs> like, dude's a giant. He's on a bike? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think bikes came that big. No, that's he's riding crazy, a moose. <laughs> but see, like, yeah, it's one of those things that's like, I guess in their mind, it's like either, yeah, he's just going to do that and nothing's going to happen. Or it's yeah. like, he's going to do that and he's going to like do drugs or well, he's going to do something weird. Well, think over about there. it yeah. now, though. Like, did, did you ever use couch surfing? I didn't use that. You at know all. what that is, though? Oh, yeah. 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 So, it, like, we used to use that. Not, we, I'd say we used it on one tour and it worked out really well. Yeah. But then there were people that were like, yeah, absolutely. And then you get there and they'd be like no. super sketched out. Yeah. You know, yeah. they'd be cool with it. They're like, yeah, you guys can, but do not turn this on. Don't do this. Don't do right. that. And you're like, I should have stayed in the van. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, but it, I bet you that, like, imagine you did that with the actual apps and stuff now. Because there's yeah. just an app. Like, you, that yep. would be so easy now mm-hmm. to just have a place to crash Yeah, yeah. for most of the time. You when know? you ever, like, how many... When you slept on the couches, did they ever feed you or anything? Or was it just like... Yeah, oh, usually it was like, you know, regular hospitality. Like, you know, mac and cheese or something. Like, you know, nothing crazy. That's probably get inside, take a nice shower, and then have a big plate of mac. But I was was set up... um, I had family. I had friends in Saratoga and uh, Boston. Uh, I had friends in New York and I had a place to stay and hang out. Um, my sister lived in D- in Philly. My cousin was living in DC. I had a connect in Richmond. Okay. I, so literally the East coast was easy for me because every two weeks, 10 days I would have a spot. Right. So even if, you know, even if it was 10 days in between like showering or something like that, I mean, I was in the tent every night anyway, like nothing really mattered. Right. It's just you too. Yeah. It just me. You um, had an end game though. You knew that, okay, I'm six days away from yeah. my cousin's house and then I can shower, yeah. get a good night's yeah. sleep and then whatever. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely a couple bits in there too. Like, um, when I was coming down the coast, I was on the Pennsylvania, Maryland line. So it was like on my way into DC and I woke up early. It was pretty obviously in the summertime and early morning. It's always dewy, right. wet. Um, and I think I had like left my gloves outside. So they were all wet. So I wasn't wearing them. And I got on the bike and I just start going. And it's like is downhill almost immediately. I remember I was listening to uh, Neil Young Comes a Time, the actual the album, but the song too. Um, and I'm coming around this turn and it's, it, I didn't, yeah, it's wet. And I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't give myself enough time and I literally am trying to break cause it's like super steep, super turn. And, um, 
I'm, I end up just washing out uh, into this bank, but it's one of those banks, if you're familiar, it's all just rocks. Yeah. Oh, they no. just threw all big they rocks. They're up, all yeah. this big, and yeah. they're all, like, sharp. Right. And oh. it literally popped my tire immediately, like, wrecked my rim, and I end up with all this road rash. And it's, like, super, like, downhill, and I was I was cooking. Your worst fear in that. In, yeah, yeah. On that <laughs> oh, it was like, terrifying. What it was terrifying. you were really trying to avoid happening. <laughs> yeah. But it's, like, so epic to look back on because it was, like, comes a time when you're drifting. It's, like, yeah, literally cinematic. As you're drifting. Going, in, <laughs> going so into like, slow-mo, like, <laughs> terrible. And so it's super early in the morning. It's, like, 5 in the morning. Um, and so nobody's driving by. Like I yeah. literally, I actually really like needed help. I like, <laughs> I like, I yeah. didn't have, a, I, I don't think I was carrying a first aid kit. There's like so much. I just like went on, right. Just right. without preparing. And, but, and I'm like, but I'm getting my bear. So I, I, you know, I'm, I'm like injured. I ended up being fine, but I had like had, my hands were all fucked up cause I didn't have my gloves. gloves on. My shoulder was super fucked up. I think like, I think I got a little bit on my face too. I like banged my head a little bit, the helmet. Um, but I was wearing a helmet and it was fine. And so eventually this lady comes, comes around the curb and she decides to stop and like say what's up and i explained to her i'm like listen i'm having some trouble i'm gonna have to work on my bike a little bit but like if you live nearby i just really need like a hose or something (laughs) just like just i need to clean myself up and like figure my shit out and she's super old and she's super like uh nervous i'm super old's not fair she was probably in her 70s well that's also like super nervous you just pull up on the side of the road and there's a dude just Mm -hmm. bleeding a little bit just bleeding (laughs) at five in the morning yep and just like, you know, seemingly traveling by himself. Yeah. And I was. And um, so she's like, well, come down. And she lived at the bottom of the hill and there was like a big grassy area. So she was like, my husband's not home. So I don't know about you coming in. I was like, I literally had to just be like, please let me clean myself up. Yeah. Like, please, please. That would be I'm in rough so, shape. so great. And I remember... Um, she tried, she like said something about some Jesus stuff and like that got her pumped up to like let yeah, me in. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I got washed up. She did make me a sandwich, but then like, it was like, all right, you need to like go back outside. I'm like, all right, cool. No problem. Like this is her space. What, yeah, what, what yeah, am I going to yeah. do? I, yeah. Like whatever. You, you really did help me. So right. thank you, you. Like yeah. the fact that you even were allowed in was like, yeah. that's the yeah. win. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. you don't want to push Plus, it. like she Came out know. and said, "My husband's not home." Like yeah. that, right there is a red flag of you're not stepping a foot inside this house right. for mm-hmm. most people. Right, you know? right, totally fine. Yeah. Everything's yeah. cool. I have no issue. I uh, I go out. I set the tent the tent back up. I think it was wet, so I had to air it out. And I start working on my wheel and trying to straighten it out. But I'm just wiped from oh, yeah. from the whole thing, from right? From and yeah. From, yeah, from wiping out and uh, from Tokyo you know, drifting your way yeah. into a situation. You know, the adrenaline is worn <laughs> off and right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was definitely drifting. Um <laughs> and uh so eventually I'm like I'm like I just add, I went back up to the house and I'm like, you know, like can I just leave the tent like set up and like maybe I can just stay there overnight. You're gonna worry about it. I just like it's your property and she like she was like, mm, nope. And I'm like <laughs> Okay. She, and I'm like, oh, all right, bet. So it's like starting to get dark and I had to leave. Yeah. So I I had the wheel to a certain to a point where it was it was rolling. It was I could not uh put my brake on. 
because if I had okay. my brake attached, oh, it would be too. Ru- it would rub too much. No way. Oh. So no rear brake. But otherwise, I'm going. I got it straightened out like good enough. Yeah. Um, Usable. And yeah, and I got it to the point where the tube wasn't like popping or whatever. And so I start out, and I'm going, and I could really only go because of the condition of the bike, because of how late it was getting, because of my condition of me. I could only go like I think it was like 30 miles, but like I rode it. And I get to this area. I'm obviously, uh, it's the same as anything. I'm not familiar with it. And I pull up. Somebody's got, they have a, a big garage, but it's a, it's a double wide. Um, and so I pull up on that and just knock on the door. Guy comes to the, guy comes to the door. Um, pitbull, huge pitbull immediately barking. Guy comes to the door. He's got one eye. I'm like, this is just like off rip. I'm like, all right, bet. Let's go. And I, I, you know, gave him the whole spiel. I'm like, yo, can I, can I pitch the temp? And he's like, oh, all right, man, you smoke. Let's just smoke. Let's just smoke a cig. Like that's da da da. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, you can meet the dog. Like you can meet Bowley. Bowley's the dog. Shout out Bowley. Um, <laughs> and you know, we're just chopping and, you know, and eventually he's like, oh, okay, well, uh, I bet you, I bet you that's fine. Or like, I don't know, we can talk to my mom or whatever. Cause right. my mom was living in the house. This guy, his girlfriend, and he got, he got ramped up, um, of, a, you know, people get excited, yeah. right? They'll be like, this is what you're doing. That's the coolest thing in the world. And I'm like, yeah, I'm they really, love the story. I'm really tired. Uh, yeah, I, I am in pain. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're talking and eventually he's like, well, let's, let's go, let's go get some beers. And I'm like, okay. So I get in his truck with this guy, and we go to the corner store, and it's literally probably four minutes away. Um, and we get this, we get a six pack, nothing crazy, just gonna sip a little bit, and we get back in the truck. It's just a corner store, driving the truck, and he's like, "All right, pop them open," and I'm like. I literally said to him, I'm like, we, you live like so close. Do we yeah. need to drink and drive right <laughs> I now? I can see like, your house, man. Like you, I, we're minutes away. Where like was he's this? like, he's like, no, we just do this here. What state and was it this? Was, it was, I believe it was in Maryland, oh, okay. but it was like the Pennsylvania, Maryland yeah, yeah. line. Close. Um, and it was kind of like a routing that was like going on both sides of it, but it was like very mountainous or, or not mountainous, but it was steep. Um, and so whatever, we're drinking, we're uh, on the five minute drive back and we get back and he's all, uh, he's, he called his nephew and he's super excited. He's like, my nephew, he, he loves riding his bike and doing crazy stuff. Like he, he's going to love it. He's his birthday today. He's 15. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, he's like, yeah, we just love to meet you. I'm like, okay, great. You know, um, that's cool. That's hang. <laughs> and so we, it, we pull up, uh, or no, cause sorry, nephew, Nephew shows up. Um, we're chatting. It's his birthday, so I believe it's his. So it's his aunt or grandma. I can't remember who. He was like, "Oh, we can give you this gift." And grandma gave the nephew for his fifteenth birthday uh, her homemade bong. Um, <laughs> and and that was like it was like a it was a re gift, but it was like an important re gift. Yeah. At any moment, at any moment, did you ever think? Did I hit my head that hard? <laughs> is no, this, but is it's this real. You know, I I felt like I was on the other side of the table because yeah. when I pull up and people are like, "Oh, I'm like I might be a little freaked out by this person. I don't know what they're gonna do." Now I am in a whole scenario where I don't know what these people are gonna do. <laughs> I'm right. freaked. Um, you're like, 
And I'm like, I'm alone. This uh, is what, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like this is, what, but you know, everyone, you know, it's all in good. It's all in good fun. Right, for sure. sure. Good people, good yeah. people. Oh yeah, no. Stra- some strange people, but good people. Great but folks. Like, he yeah. was doing weird stuff, but he wasn't doing like weird stuff, you know. But we get there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we, we we totally get there, my friends. Love that. Um, so we we continue the evening, have Old a couple drinks. Nephew's got to run. Um, and girlfriend comes home, and she is the sweetest person. These people are all super nice. Does she have two eyes? Or um. One? She was seemingly, you know, symmetrical. Uh, <laughs> and so she comes home, da-da-da, we're having a few drinks. I think she goes to bed. I, I don't know the ex- also, exact Hold scenario. on, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're in a double-wide trailer, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Double-wide. Just wanted to clarify. Um, it, yeah, we, we smoked some of his uh, ditch weed that he was growing in the back. His grandmother's and, ditch weed. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Grandma's recipe. Um... And it was like an instant headache type thing. Of course. Um, it came out of yeah, a ditch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Pretty cool. Um, I, well, to be honest, I was searching for ditch weed the whole tour because I was like, I'm on the road. All I'm doing is looking at a ditch. I want to to just grab this yeah. dirty weed from someone's dirty joint that they threw out the window. Right. And I like, never was able to do it. I couldn't. I didn't spot any. Isn't that like in Harold and Kumar? Like they're just walking in the woods and they walk into like a grow field or something. Yeah, or but like that some would, <laughs> some comedy movie like that happens. And there's like it happens a lot of comedy yeah, movies, yeah. right? And uh, they without all, a without a paddle, like yeah, all yeah, those that's, movies. That's Pineapple yeah. Express, yeah. right? That's like you're just going to like go camp and you just go through the woods and then there's yeah. just this clearing. <laughs> you're like, I did it, guys. I'm coming back home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And I was like, if I did find a bunch of weed, I could just sell it to people and then I would have like a little income. Right. Um, none of that ever happened. But uh, so we do all this. We finish the six pack. It's winding down. It's evening time. And uh, we might have ate something. We might have ordered a pizza. And he... He makes this phone call, and I'm like, okay, he's clearly ordering drugs. Cool. Whatever, right? Um, and so he, so the, the dealer comes by, which is fine, but didn't come in, just, just drove up, made the, made the deal, and he comes back inside. And I'm like, okay, double wide trailer. These folks, from what I can gather, are not super wealthy. So, like, buying cocaine and doing it, man, that's rough. But, okay, whatever. Um... But he goes in the kitchen immediately, and I'm like, oh, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm cooking the Coke, man. And I'm like, perfect. Oh. Yeah. We're, uh, make, we're doing something yeah, else today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were making um, we're making that rock. So You're like, it is, a, it is Tuesday. I got to go. And, oh, and I am literally telling myself, like, do I need to go? Do I do this crack? Uh, like, I'm, here for, I'm here for an experience. Right, right, right. Like this is uh this is you know, this is character building stuff right here. This is like part of the novel. One day I'm gonna be on a podcast and talk about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. But like, I did not. He he definitely offered me crack and I did not do it. I think it literally had a lot to do with me crashing yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, uh less than 24 hours earlier and needing i was like i need to get on the road like i need to get the dc i need to get my bike 
figured out like I need to be up early and work this out because right. if the wheel gives out, then I'm gonna have a bigger problem and all this stuff. And I was like, crack is not gonna help me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's also, I mean, just like the southern hospitality. Like he offered it to you right away. He didn't even think about it. He's like, we're gonna do that. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure if you're in the throes of that kind of addiction, um, everyone maybe there. you just yeah. want a pal. Um, but he did have a pal his girlfriend um came out and and smoked crack with him (laughs) he did have a pal that was not me (laughs) yeah 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 and so they're smoking crack i'm like all right this is weird uh and you know the vibe goes to shit obviously (laughs) um the the mom comes out and she says she starts freaking out uh she's like you guys are cocaine freaks, da da da, and then they start screaming at each other, and they're yelling at her because apparently, even the day before, the days before, she had tried to kill herself swallowing bleach in the trailer. Oh my god! Um, so it he walked got, into a mess. Yeah, and the dog, you know, like it's a pit bull, so very emotional, yeah. and like owner strung out. The dog is crying, running or like you know, not running around, but just being anxious. Dog doesn't know me, so I'm like literally, and this, you know, this is a very protective pit bull, and I'm like the outsider here. Right. Uh, so without him being like fully cognizant, I'm like, am I like, what is happening? I here? gotta get out of here. Um, <laughs> I did not bail, but I really wanted to, but it was dark, yeah, and like, yeah. what am I gonna do? You were in a situation. Like, I was in a yeah. spot, um, and the whole time, like, they really were fine. Right. Uh, they, it was, they were fine to me, and. I woke up, nothing happened. Um, old girl, uh, the girlfriend, she she texted me um, about how I was doing during the during the rest of my That's tour. Nice. She would hit me up on holidays for like years after. Wow. That's awesome. Um, and they were just they were they ultimately were super super nice. They and were generous good people. people. They just had their they, issues. Yeah, had they, they had some As we issues. All do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um do you have any updates on them or are they no i i, I lost, lost communication touch. with them yeah. um i probably have a number um the the guy we did not exchange numbers he was you know he, he's in a tough spot but we'll put it on the bottom of the screen if anybody recognizes <laughs> this number <laughs> <laughs> i uh i think i hope that they ended up all right um that's why but yeah that. wait so that kid who turned 15 would be like yeah, what happened to that in, his, kid? in his mid-20s now uh who knows maybe he's uh <laughs> well they were talking about what he really liked to do and they were like yeah we just hook him up to the sled and then we pull him with the with the four-wheeler in the in like like on the dirt jumps and he loves it man he just like does i'm like yeah that's real redneck yeah um i can't say i haven't done that but it was in the snow yeah oh yeah yeah it's a little different. Not dirt. Well, slightly softer. <laughs> Dirt's but less forgiving. Not, not much. I mean, it sounds super fun anyway. It that's was so yeah. crazy, though. Yeah. <laughs> but that's like, right, like you just innocently went to this person's door and was like, hey, I need to sleep somewhere, and then ended up in that. Yeah. And like, it's good, like, did you ever feel threatened, or were you just like, there's a lot going on? I never felt actually threatened. It was just not. It was just not a comfortable situation sure. because you didn't really know. Like I, wa- I'm not familiar with, uh, with crack and like what people do on it. So as far yeah. as I knew at the time, it, it was PCP, right? It was. It could have been like, anything. It was. Yeah. It was anything, and I didn't really know it was going to happen. Um, so it was just 
it was just that. Did you sleep in the trailer? Did you pitch a tent outside? I slept in the trailer. Yeah. Um, they, they were, you know, like you said, they were very hospitable the whole time. So, and they were very aware of how they looked doing what they were doing. So they were not going to let me sleep outside. Right. Because for all of their flaws, they wanted to make sure that they showed that they were decent sure. and that they were going to help me. And that was all true. I was just super uncomfortable. And in that yeah. moment, you had less than them. And yeah. They could show you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, That's we don't have a lot, but we're willing yeah. to. You yeah. Know. And they were. And it was ultimately fine. It's just yeah. like, you know, you I also, That's great. Thing. I, I also, love stories like that where it's like you like, yeah, there's. You know, some mm. situations there are like things that may have happened where you're like, oh, this is kind of sketchy, but like you made it out. Ulti- yeah. u- ultimately, you made it out. <laughs> and like she reached out to you for years, you know, yeah. like so that's the crazy genuinely part. a yeah. good person. Just like maybe has made some questionable choices. Sure. In life. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Definitely has me thinking back to some of the spots I stayed. Um I, I remember in a crack house. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there was an abandoned house that really it freaked me out. But I did sleep. I didn't sleep in it. I slept outside of it. Were there people and inside it? No, like but it was like one of those spots where like it, were there ghosts? <laughs> um, like people were around, so you know, kids found it. Yeah, and there was just like you know that kind of stuff where there ghosts. Um, maybe <laughs> it was weird, dude. It was really weird. That feels like um, like the it house. Have you seen the newer it? No, I haven't okay, seen either right. of the it's it's, I don't think. It's terrifying. I didn't like it. I, I had to close my eyes. Out. I genuinely had to close my eyes while watching it. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> I saw it with our friends. Do you know Charlie Rumfola? I don't think uh, so. Pulse from? Uh, yeah, he, I know the band. Well, he played things. in traditional at the end. Okay. And I saw it with Charlie and our other friend Marissa, and at one point I was doing that, and I looked over, and Charlie was also doing that. <laughs> <laughs> and we texted each other about it like, the like the weeks after randomly I would wake up in just cold sweats because I was having genuine adult nightmares about it. It I I thought I liked scary movies and then that was like, no you don't, Max. <laughs> stick it to the fucked you up. Stick to the yeah. <laughs> You guys are right in here with the puns. <laughs> Dude, the whole name of the freaking podcast is Story Time. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's Canadian. Um <laughs> Yeah, alternate Store. spelling. Could you time. imagine that, like, if you're sleeping in that abandoned house and, like, some, like, high schoolers come in to just, like, smoke weed away from their parents and then you're just there? That actually <laughs> did. That happened to me. I was um, on on this tour. I was, like, I had pulled off and I was, it was, I would, sl- I would find, like, spots that I thought were anyway. decent, but they yeah. were really bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, it would be, I don't know, it was in Western Mass and... It's it's like a cornfield, but it's a par- but they made it a park. Um, so and it, so it just had like and I'm like okay, so the visibility from the road isn't great, yeah. but people use the park. Right. But I I came up on it at you know 8 p.m. on a summer evening, so it wasn't that much happening. So I go back there, um, and into you know into this trail, and there's these two kids. Um, who I didn't know how old they were, but it turned out that they were in high school. But they were like, yeah, they were smoking weed back there, and they're like, oh, you could like down the smoke. I'm like, do you guys think like uh, this would be like? I'm trying to like just camp like out. You crash. think this would be okay? And they were like, oh yeah, sure. And they're literally 17 to 18. They're going home. They don't know yeah, if it's an okay know. spot. And I was just like, oh, dude, um, you know, and the whole the whole tour, you're just tired the whole time because right, you're riding. Sure. Riding like at least fifty miles usually a day, 
And so I just, I just, whatever, pitched the tent and it was dark anyway. So whatever. And I wake up and people are just walking their dogs by me <laughs> and the tent, like, I'm just like, and I, and I got out and I'm like, oh, I'm right next. This is just a public walkway. Yeah. This is like where people <laughs> walk sidewalk. their dogs. This is a sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. So like, did, did people like call the cops on you and shit throughout this or at, like at all? Like I, any run-ins? Yeah. I... <laughs> I was at a spot in Pennsylvania. I can't remember. It might. Uh, I cannot remember the town. Um, but it's probably for the. It best. was like outside <laughs> Philly, a couple um, hundred miles, probably. Whatever. Actually, that probably doesn't equate to Pennsylvania still. But either way, I was in Pennsylvania, and uh, it's a small town. So I I pull up on a shop, and I'm like. Um, trying to get a Gatorade or something, and I thought it was like a convenience store, but it's just like this weird crap store. And this guy, um, he's like older and weird, and he goes by Paul Bear. And I'm like, that, like at the time, I was like, oh, the dude's name is Paul Bear, like a bear. He's into he's into American shit, we'll say, um, Americana. Americana, the actual American shit. And he goes by Paul Bear. The OGs. And this guy, I'm like, hey, I need a place to camp. Um, can you help me out? And he's like, oh, yeah, just go. There's a there's like this place like right by town and just go ahead and pitch your tent in the backyard of that of this house like um, or go down by the water there. And it's like, dude, it's in the middle of town. And I like <laughs> I decided that, like, OK, I'm going to take this guy's yeah. advice. And so I I get in the tent, I pass out, um, because I'd be going to bed early. And the cops wake me up and they're like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, uh, Paul Bear told me I could like camp out here. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, ah, shit. All right. And they're like, well, do you have any weapons? I was like, no, I'm, I'm riding a bike. I don't have like a gun. And then I was like, I probably should. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But that's um, actually not a bad and idea. And <laughs> so they were like, well, there was arson in the area. Uh, and that's why we decided to, to stop you, you yeah. because we're, you know, we're doing this. And I was like, all right, well, you know, you can search me, you can do whatever you got to do. I was just sleeping. Um, and then they were like, okay, fine, you can go, but you cannot camp here. And I like had to find another spot. And then it rained for three. I did find a spot that worked. Then it rained for three days, like straight. And I was like, I'm not riding in this. So I just like yeah. stayed in the tent for three days in this weird Pennsylvania town. What did you do with the bike when you were in the tent? I would just leave it outside. And I would usually like, I would always like lock it to itself pretty much. Yeah. So or just so it, you, you can't it. ride away yeah. with it. Um, yeah, security was uh, lax and oversight. <laughs> yeah. That's wild. Yeah, it's, it's you gotta have so many stories. That's it. That's there's crazy. tons. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Buffalo to Florida. What part of Florida? West Palm Beach. Wow, so, that's deep Florida. Yeah, when I got across the Florida border, that was the first night of the tour. I was like, I'm gonna get, I'm, I'm gonna get a hotel. I'm gonna get a motel. Hell I'm yeah. gonna spend, I'm Holiday gonna spend a hundred bucks or something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I spent a hundred dollars and it was terrible. It was like, <laughs> like I should have slept in the dirt. <laughs> I should have. Uh, but what you the thing about Florida is there's a lot of stuff out there that exactly bother you. The co if you want to ride along the coast, which is where you want to ride, it's all populated. It's all yeah. heavily populated. Right, yeah. There's not any space that's really open. So yeah, it's just like the I, center. 
I stayed, yeah, I stayed in a motel. It was a terrible experience and not worth anything. And I hated it. Like the shower, like the water was brown. I don't even think I showered. Um, and, but then I was, I stayed in KOAs. So okay. I was paying whatever you got to pay was to stay like in a KOA. It was probably 40 bucks, yeah. but I literally was looking at the routing and I'm like, I got four more days of this. I don't even care. I'll spend a hundred dollars. I don't care. Right. Every yeah. night I'll spend a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, and the KOAs were cool cause you were safe. You could take a jump in the pool. You could take a shower. Um, you could grill if you wanted, right. whatever. Um, and the last day, the next day I was going to ride, like, I think 80 miles, and I was going to be at my grandparents' house. And the day before that, I'm at a KOA, and there's these Germans, and they had gotten married, and they rented a VW bus, and they were literally driving. I, I think they were driving from the West Coast. So they had already been on the road for multiple months. And they were like, I was like, oh, okay, like, whatever, saying hi, we have a few beers together, whatever. And I'm like, well, where are you guys going next? They're like, we're literally, we're going to drive from here directly to Niagara Falls. And I was like, "Yo, wow, that's crazy, because <laughs> I'm right from there. there. Um, and they were like, well, we're going there. Um, and I was like, like, I don't think I want to do this, but like, would you, could we throw the bike in there? Could I like go with you guys and they were like i'm like you're on your honeymoon effectively and they were like nah we've had two months with each other like <laughs> not that they you know they're obviously not gonna right, not yeah. be with each other but they're like it would be fine we actually wouldn't care and we, i was like we're in they said they were gonna make the straight drive so it's like 20 hours i would help drive whatever and so i literally had a way yeah, back with all gnarly. of my stuff at that point but i hadn't reached where i was going yet and i and also i was like well my grandparents weren't even there at the time, they were still. It was in the fall when I got there. Right. It was. It was actually the when I got into Florida. It was a heat wave in October, and it was. It was ninety. It was ninety three to ninety seven degrees every day for the last week I was riding, wow. and, and it too, was. Probably. Oh, it's whatever Florida. Yeah. Yeah. So and it was completely terrible. So I'm roasting, and I'm like, I was like, you know, my plan was I was like I had two weeks, so I was like maybe I can get a job. Maybe I can like see where this takes me and see whatever. But the whole time I'm like, I knew that I was just burnt and I'm not gonna, right. you know, not gonna do anything like that. Cause the week before was all in Georgia and I didn't know anybody in Georgia. I knew somebody in Atlanta and I was there for like a week, which is awesome. But I had to ride seven days through like red dirt. I was like covered in dirt, um, through Georgia I'm trying to think of where I, exactly I was in Georgia, but I I didn't have anywhere to go, and I didn't have my like maps all drawn up like I like I usually do, and I was kind of out of my element. So I went to those maps that we bought, and I like looked at you know what was around, and it was like oh this camper park is close, um, so I call it, and somebody answers. And it's just a person, and I'm like, hey, like, are you guys, excuse me, are you open? Are you, like, you know, can I come and just tent camp there? Yeah. And they were like, no, we're closed, Um, but come by anyway. And I'm like... What? All right, this is weird. They're like, I'm like, yeah, we're still looking over the property, but it's all officially closed. Or I can't, I actually... I, oh, like for the season? 
I think permanently. Oh, <laughs> um, that's and easy. or I can't remember if I just called and nobody picked up and I didn't have anywhere to go, so I just went there anyway. Yeah, okay. and I pull up. Either way, I get there and these people they're having a little party outside uh, a camper, and it had like a whole outdoor kitchen, fryers, fridge, um, everything out there, washer and dryer. And everyone's cool. I'm say I, I I just pull up. I literally just pull up on the bike, and everyone's just cool. And they're like, "Hey, what up?" And I'm like, "Hey, like this is who I am. This is what I'm doing." Yeah. And they're like, "All right, well, join the party. It's uh, it's all it's all good." So I and I meet these people, and they had access to like a six wheeler, and they were looking after this property. I don't know. They used to be the campsite managers, okay. but oh. it did fold, and they didn't have anywhere to go. Right. They uh, so they talk to the landlord, whatever, the people who actually owned it, and they were like, yeah, just look after the property, and you can just stay here, and maybe it was rent-free, or maybe it was cheap, or whatever. Yeah. So they didn't do anything. They just hung out and fried panfish in in their fryers. Um, Which So I pulled up, and I had, for the first time, just fried panfish, which they... They just... You just gut it. It's a little, little fish, like a bluegill or something. So they just gut it, bread it and throw it in a fryer and then that's it so it's like there's all these bones in there mm-hmm. and you just like kind of just eat around eat them around i don't know uh they also made this is my first time having cheese grits which is a thing in the south cheese whatever good. Cheese grits um, are real good. and it was great and i ended up just vibing with these these people and just drinking all day every day for like seven days with them and i was just i would just camp out and there's like a little shelter for me to camp out and i literally just I don't know. We didn't. I don't know what we did every day. Like go out on the six wheeler or just sit there, and um, it was it was cool. Uh, but eventually, I was like, I gotta go. I was like, I gotta go. I'll I'll stay here right. forever and just drink. Um, so yeah, and I split from there, and you know, I think what I what I ended up seeing uh, that was interesting to me that I hadn't, you know, being from suburban Buffalo, is like. In the South, people can live technically without really sturdy walls for their homes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it was super sad for me to see that. Just like oh. people in like <laughs> Max is like, this is <laughs> good material. He's right laughing. Here. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Just no, I real. think that was one, that was just one, that one thing I took away is like, no. you really see poverty a lot. Yeah, more. Well, that's my a buddy of mine's from Macon, and he said they call them shotgun houses because you build them up real yeah. quick and you put them generally in the direction of where the wind goes the most, so that you get the wind through it. Yep. So it has like it has side walls, but no front or back wall. Yep, it's yeah. li- it's pretty much like that, and there's yeah. like literally they'll make them with like tar paper and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so you know I was exposed to a lot of that stuff in the South, and a lot of different things on the on the bike tour. Like we said there's there's stories for days we might have to come back on and yeah, tell absolutely, a few more. man. Uh, but everybody's dying to know you made it. Yeah, yeah. And totally. then yeah, he's here right now. How did you get back? <laughs> Like, what was the plan? Because clearly you like you saying, oh, they're going to Niagara Falls. I could just get up and go because I literally am from there. That's your ride home. How did you get home? What was the plan there? So um, I think eventually I was like, I'm not going to keep riding to, like, Alaska or wherever the heck I thought I was right. going to go. So I stayed in, in Florida for um, a couple of weeks, maybe three total. Like, I think there was two before uh, my grandparents – 
um, arrived for the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I stayed with them for like a week and hung out and stuff like that. And um, it the two weeks in suburban Florida, which I guess if you're in a populated area, it's just it's all suburban. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know how cities work down there, <laughs> but uh, it was definitely suburban Florida. Yeah. And I would go to, I would just like ride to like the beach or a different area. And like, it's like really tough to like, I was like, oh, maybe make some friends or something. Like, I don't yeah. know. Um, and I ended up talking to a couple of guys and it was, of course, the sketchiest dudes. <laughs> like, it, I, I don't really understand this because, uh, again, fortunate enough to not have to. But the one guy was like, they were hanging out because the one guy had to turn himself in to do. So it was a, like bid or do to go to jail so like i don't know how that works but it's like you're convicted but you're out on bail yeah and then you can like but you have to like go to jail yeah it's like the <laughs> but, first of the month it's like you're chill you're, you're, so they were like oh well we can smoke weed and like hang out and whatever i'm like oh because probably right. do everything he wants to do before he goes yeah. away yeah, yeah yeah and i was <laughs> like okay so we we end up uh we end up hanging and I'm like, all right, so like, well, what'd you do, man? And he was like, oh, I pulled a shotgun on my girlfriend and, uh, and like her new boyfriend or something like that. And it was just like something real. And I'm like, man, why is it? <laughs> you know what? Me I think I gotta and, like, go. These sketchy people all <laughs> the time. But um, what if he was yeah, just like, yeah, like I sold crack to the guy with one eye up in Maryland once. <laughs> <laughs> That would be bizarre. And, uh, <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I know that guy. You know Bowie? <laughs> All right. My only other question is, uh, were you shredded by the end of this whole thing? Legs just like straight muscle. Yeah, I was yeah. definitely fit. Um, yeah. in the, I was the most fit of my life. Yeah, it's, it has to put like a, play a toll on your body at that point, right? Like by the end of it, are you just like aching or I think at that for the point most are you... part um no yeah you're kind of constantly sore yeah um Did not you... like you know your ass isn't sore that's fine but it's yeah. like you're just your muscles and yeah. stuff um but yeah no my body type doesn't allow for me to really be shredded but i uh yeah me too. i was definitely yeah. <laughs> i was definitely uh, fit and then happens um, to me <laughs> The body type. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's, not, it's not the brown sugar cinnamon pop tart. Diet. It's not. No. That was one really cool thing about bicycle touring is that I adopted the philosophy that I could eat anything. Oh yeah, you're burning because you literally burn of all of it. It's, you literally burn all of it. You literally eat anything, and I would generally what was open and available mostly was pizzerias. Right, and they would do. In Subway, I actually ate Subway so much because it was in all the gas stations. It's like. Like whatever, and not because I liked it; it was just cheap and whatever. Five dollars for uh, literally That's a budget, eat right? There. Whatever, and so uh, you would go to these like podunk towns, and they all have a pizzeria, and they're all dead at lunchtime. They'll literally be like, "All right, it's like a, they're like it's a, the deal is it's five bucks for a large pie, or it's like four dollars for a slice, or you know, or it's two dollars for a slice." And I'm like. Well, I guess just like give me the pie, and I like would strap the <laughs> I would strap the pizza. I would eat like however much I could, and strap the box to to the my bike. yeah through to the bike, and that was always fun about bike touring too. You just strap like crazy shit to your to your uh, <laughs> yeah yep, you're like Legolas but with pizza. <laughs> Where'd you poop? 
Uh, That's what the people are dying. You kind of would just <laughs> you just pop up a little bit, just wherever. It'd be like grocery stores oh, generally, okay. and like I said, like I would. I was thinking like <laughs> just wherever grocery stores. <laughs> grocery stores really not that much. I didn't really. I didn't have a camping stove. I didn't really do that much hardcore camping, and like that's why the East Coast was is so good for this. If anybody's out there gonna do this, um, is that you're basically connected to anything, right. like because there's towns all over the place. Yeah, there's yeah. just towns all over the place. There's populations all over the place. Yeah. I mean, you look at your routing. You make sure you don't put yourself too far out there. You don't really need to carry right. that much, like because there's can, something somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but I will say this, you and something you don't realize, or maybe some people do, is you don't piss yeah, because you sweat oh, it all so out. Much. You almost never take a piss. So you that's because yeah. it's literally going out your pores the whole all day every day. So that's realistically, that's just the main thing that you had to make sure you had on you at all times: water. Right? Yeah, and I I would cut it with Gatorade a oh, lot. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, because you need all the the, the sodium electrolytes and, and stuff. Electrolytes, yeah. So basically, it's if you're not plants. eating, you don't have the energy to ride for the most part. No. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Because you're just yeah. burning it's fuel. it all. It's yeah. literally your fuel. And there's no way that, like, with yeah. how much you're you're riding, there's no way that you're eating more than what you're burning. And even if you do, it's probably okay. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're, you're set up, man. It's, uh, if you, that's a, it's a great fitness plan. Right. So yeah. that, yeah. you know what, kids? If you want to lose a bunch of weight. Ride your bike from Buffalo to West Palm Beach. <laughs> yeah, pick pick two thousand miles in one direction, and, <laughs> and then make sure you maintain straight. that for worry, the rest of your worry, life. Worry, worry about the ride home when you get there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> ride back. But to move to move the story arc along, it was two thousand. Sorry, it was two thousand nine. I um I flew back to Chicago. I, sh- I packed up my bike. I went to the whatever it is, FedEx Center or whatever, and uh, I took my bike to a bike shop, told them, hey, break this down, pack it up, and ship it. And they're like, all right, 200 bucks, please. And I was like, okay. And then I brought all my stupid bags to the FedEx store, gave them the address, and they packed that shit up. And it went to a spot in Chicago, and I went and I got the job back that I had previously in college working for a chocolate company so nothing super epic but i Excuse i was me? able to just, just say working for and a chocolate i was gonna be like yeah i got the the job back on the boat so then i took off for another four <laughs> months and uh, <laughs> no. no i did that but yeah. i did eventually within the next year i moved to philadelphia for like six months okay um just making fire rochets I thought that was going to be cool. It didn't really pan out uh, for, you know, a lot of different reasons. I was dating a girl that was living in California, and, like, that didn't pan out. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to do another bike tour because uh, I had an opportunity, like, before, lose some before summer ran out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so then I rode uh, back to Chicago from okay. Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was – I had a spot – where I was in, I was in Indiana, and my normal like mileage, like fifty, sixty miles, in in India, in the state of Indiana, you could do a little bit more because it's literally completely flat. Right, right. Um, so it was like fifty miles, and I would have been dead set downtown Gary, Indiana, and I was like, I am not dealing with that. So I was like, it's one hundred twenty miles to Chicago. 
fuck it, I'm just going to do it. And I was, you know, regular rig that I always have, which is a hundred pounds, you know, bags on the front, bags on the back, tent, whole thing, hundred pounds. And I did, I rode that 120 miles and made it to the party on a Friday night at my buddy's house in Chicago. And that was the longest, that's the biggest feat. I've done on a bike. You just showed up. Your legs are fucking shaking. You're like, oh yeah, it was crazy. Actually, uh, I remember, I mean, you guys are familiar with Chicago. So there's a waterfront there and I pulled up, you come up on the South side. So you take the waterfront path for a lot of it when you're going to the North side, which is, um, you know, where, where I was going to be staying. And so some people got on their bikes and they met me down, um, in like by the, fucking what is it the fountain yeah the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> by millennium park no they uh the for the south the south chicago one by oh um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, whatever by those museums and shit down there yeah okay. um and we rode back up to the north side together um which is probably not that fun for them because i was not moving very quickly yeah. at that time <laughs> did they take any of your bags no, 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 no! I didn't do any of that. They're like, you made it. This, you made it this far. You're gonna make it all the way, boy, <laughs> brother. We probably didn't even think about it. That's funny. Um, so yeah, that was a couple, a uh, couple of bike tours in there. And you did another one, right? Like a longer one? No, no, no. I did the Florida one, and then I, we literally just referenced just a, okay. the other one, okay. just the little guy. Right. Uh, and that was like, fi- I think it was like 1,100 miles. Okay. You got a couple Angry projects bed. cooking. Yeah, there's a few projects that um, I've been working on. I have a hardcore punk band here in Buffalo called Thomas Harvey. Uh, we have a new EP coming out in October, uh, October 26th. Uh, oh, yeah. and, a, and a single drop in next week, the in that's September 28th. Um, okay. This will be out after that, but we'll, yeah, yeah. we'll throw, that, For uh, sure. throw that shit up there. Yeah. Um, It'll actually be great for the uh, for the timeline of Maybe everything. Like a little, little more of a second push or whatever. Uh-huh. Hell yeah. yeah. Or, you know, just puts just other shit to post. I really yeah, struggle sure. with that. <laughs> who knows who knows, who knows how to do the internet? I let him do all the posting. Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I do a lot of the internet. I, I do all the editing and everything, and I upload everything. I'm like, hey, here, do it. Well, I think to, <laughs> to really be good at it, you kind of got to, like, make it feel not super wonky for people to, like, yeah. scroll through a little yeah. bit. And it's like they the, can just get what they need from it. And, yeah. then, and then, like, if you're lucky enough, you'll hit the algorithm. But it's, um, dude, it's so hard. <laughs> <clears throat> but, yeah, uh, I'm doing a punk band, Thomas Harvey. Uh, oh, we yeah. have some releases coming out. Um on Triple Hammer Records, my record label that I run with my wife and our partner Jake, and uh, we're doing a we're doing a bunch of different projects. I'm super excited about actually uh, this band Bowen Spear from Chicago. Uh, we're like an alternative like grunge type act. Uh, they just announced a single today. It'll be out at the end of the week, um, and they have a record coming out um, on the label this. Band Gato Black with my friend Sal. Oh yeah, um, Gato Black. We were is just so talking sick. about them. Yeah, man. we talked about him with uh, yeah. Paul. We had Paul Besh on the other day. Oh, awesome, man! So he'll, yeah. he'll be. He uh, recorded know, the uh, Thomas Harvey EP. Okay, perfect. Um, Ties together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We we knocked it out for oh, sure. Yeah. That's awesome. It was it was really cool. He's actually done most of the bands on Triple Hammer yep. Records right now, who are Hotel Etiquette, our friend Mike Hansen. Um, 
he just put out three singles in the past three months and is going into the studio with uh, with homie from Crime, Crime and Stereo, Stereo. Yeah. Um, which is a big deal for for Mike because big deal big deal for Mike that's, uh, and uh, one we're super bands. stoked on it um, and Fake Space with Fake Christian space, yeah. alum of the pod uh, super stoked on what's happening with them um, they just played. With Keep Flying yeah. and you guys yeah, and so Genesee Hotel. Genesee Hotel. Um, so, and they got some new shit in the works too. And um, we're signing and uh, working with another band, Evasive Actions, a punk band, and they have a release coming out in December. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, Black, Got So Black is October. Um, Evasive Actions is December. Uh, Thomas Harvey's in September. Um, Bowen Spear is in December or er, November too. So yeah, we're so you guys releasing. Are busy. Yeah, yeah all busy, come, well, basically fall. all of our releases yeah. for the year are, are coming, coming out. out. Yeah, in soon the fall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's all cassettes. That's awesome. So I love that. But cassettes are fun. And then you just did. Uh, you did the run for hotel hotel etiquette, right on vinyl. Uh, yeah, that that was a project that was started in 2021. Yeah, it just um, took this long. To yeah, get here. I mean that's a whole story. Yeah. Um, where they had to ba- they had to rerun it um, because wow. it was in route from the plant and was lost completely. Um, Wild. So someone out there just has a box of hotel etiquette records. Well, no, they they did actually find them <laughs> oh, um, okay. after it was a few weeks after we had already received the rerun. So it was the correct move to get okay. a rerun. Yeah. Um, and they so they tried to sell them back to us, and I, I was under the impression that it was like this was the level of bullshit that was. I was just like I had asked. What happens to these records when you find them? He said, we're going to ship them to you. Nothing. You know, you yeah. know, oh, shipping, you don't yeah. have to pay. That's fine. And that, like, the opposite of that happened. Right. And I was like, well, I don't need that, ma- that many that more. That many more, yeah. 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 Um, so and it's if you do, limited. they're already made, and they can just ship them to you yeah. later, right? <laughs> but yeah. Just in the warehouse. yeah. <laughs> For sure. Theoretically. <laughs> um, so we did, that piece of wax is coming out, and that was the um or sorry finally came out yes. and shipped in 2022 so uh i guess it's five projects uh in 2022 and we're super proud of that that's stuff. awesome um, that's great actually made the thomas harvey cassettes myself again i the last ep the uh first catalog number um was a cassette that i made myself um with the guys at black dots shout out black dots um and uh, Josh over there really encouraged me to make the tape myself because I was just going to do a digital release for the project. And he was like, we could get something done. And uh, we actually did that whole from like coming, like having the conversation of we want to make a tape to having it be done was like two weeks. We literally right. turned that thing around and like, I mean, I dubbed all the tapes myself and everything. But you um, had to, did you have to do that in like real time? Like yes. hit play and then. Yes. Yeah. We, wow. I, I bought a piece of equipment that like, I mean, it was, it was under 500 bucks, but <laughs> it like dubs, it works really well. It dubs seven at from one time. master, seven at the same okay. time, both sides. Okay. So it like duplicates the exact master seven times 
Um, and my release, I did, I did dub them all on, on this, not all of them, but most of them, um, it took 15 seconds of tape. So it's like outrageous, but I wasn't happy with the quality. So Uh, I went back and like bought another machine. I just did them by hand, but for the Thomas Harvey release or, you know, I want to do it for some bands, but it's like. Unless it's really short, I don't know, because it's right. like it just takes forever. So yeah, the Thomas Harvey release I think is like four minutes or so. So it's like it wasn't that bad um, to rip those, but yeah, that was a that's been super fun to like you know take on my own projects a little bit. I'm uh, one of my homies, uh, Jen Ryan, a local artist. You can check her stuff out; it's super cool. Uh, she's really interested in screen printing and mm-hmm. making her own screens and like burning them and stuff. Okay, which I don't know how complicated it is, but she's really interested in it. So she's uh, burning me a screen, and I'm gonna like screen print some of my own Thomas Harvey stuff. And that's uh, awesome. You're um, keeping yourself busy. Do some DIY stuff. Got a yeah. lot going on. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, doing the doing the label stuff has uh, definitely kept me busy, but it's been. It's been super fun and and really great to have the help of my wife, like with the website and stuff and and shipping stuff. Um, And Jake Strauser, like he runs a whole other business, which is uh, so uh, Billy Billy Club. Club. Wow. Uh, Super, (laughs) super talented, super cool spot. Um, Great food. If you have not been there, go to Billy Club. It is awesome. Oh, yeah. Have some drinks. The vibe (laughs) is super chill. I've actually been ordering... um, the espresso from there. Oh, okay. Like just having a cup of coffee, but at Billy Club, and I recommend it. That's great. I love that. Where can people find the information about this stuff? Um, most everything's at triplehammerrecords.com. Uh, we we had a we actually did a merch shop this summer too. Um, okay. we didn't do this hat, but we did uh this pattern in a couple of different colors. Christian embroidered them for us uh, with Thread Force. So, and that that's always a great experience. Hit them up, um, and they do great embroidery work. And hell yeah, uh, Instagram, Instagram is Triple Hammer Records. Twitter, uh, I don't know Twitter. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know Twitter. I don't know Facebook. But basically, just just use Instagram, and you can hit up the website and uh, and reach out and. Um, we are looking to grow the label. We're work, we're looking to. We have some other bands in the works. It's been um, it's been a super fun time to like. That's great. Uh, look into different projects and and hear some new stuff. And some people have like some bands have reached out too, which is which is super flattering, super rad. But I guess you know, the bands will. Be, I'm I'm in a band. You got to reach yeah. out to everybody. You got to <laughs> yeah. You got to do it. You got to shop that record. You yeah. got to shop. Yeah, you got to get it out. You got to see what's out. up. Yeah, see see if help me help you kind of thing you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but we appreciate you coming out man we appreciate yeah, all the stories fun, man. uh if you want to come back on you're more than welcome to um guys go follow everything they do he's doing it's a uh, a lot of great music the label's awesome um yeah story. check out thomas harvey called uh norman toronto uh triple hammer records um hotel etiquette i mean all the bands gato black has a V instead of an A, I think. I think so. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, which I don't one? know if I know everyone's handle. <laughs> yeah. Fake space is real. Um, we'll link them all down in the description. Yeah, too. we'll, we'll yeah. make sure we put oh, everything yeah. down in the just, description. You guys can and everything. just read it. Yeah. Um, Storytimepod.com. <laughs> like and subscribe uh, across all platforms. At Max Kayser across everything. Thanks for watching. Appreciate it. Bye.